0: Hello everybody, thank you for joining Jewish Stories and more. Today we have an amazing story that took place with a chassid of the Rebbe Marash, the fourth Chabad Rebbe. He was a simple Jew, I think his name was Shmuel, and he came to the Rebbe Marash and uh, gave the Rebbe Marash his Upon his pidyun nefesh, a note, asking for bracha for his, for himself, for his wife, for his children. And that was it. No special requests. He stood in front of the Rebbe, and the Rebbe said to him, the Rebbe looked for a long time, and then he said to him, Shmuel, well, I think it would be a good idea for you to learn Tanakh, to learn Nach to learn the Nviemiksuvim with the Taich in Yiddish. Shmuel's language was Yiddish. Therefore, that I was telling him to learn the Psukim of Nveemiksuvim, of the prophets and the writings, with the translation into Yiddish. Okay, Shmuel accepted, of course, the instructions. And as soon as he left the Rebbe's office, he right away sat down with the Sefer, the Vim of and began to go through the Pesukim, Pasuk by Pasuk, and with the Yiddish Taich, with the translation into Yiddish. And he continued doing this for a long time. As a matter of fact, I don't know how long, maybe it was months, maybe it was even years. But one day the following story happened. It was winter, it was terrible weather. He came in at night after a hard day's work. It was sleeting or raining, freezing. The roads were very muddy. And he comes into the house. And he throws off his coat into the corner. Sits down, his wife says, let's eat some supper, it's late, you look cold, you look hungry. And they sat down and they ate some supper. He gets up, he goes over to the corner to get his coat to hang it up properly. And he picks up his coat Oy, oy, oy. Rachman al should never happen to us. He saw that he on um, 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 without realizing, he'd thrown his coat right on top of their little baby who had been sleeping on a little mattress in the corner of the room. And the coat had been very heavy with water and had been lying on top of the baby. And the baby, unfortunately, had suffocated, he was not breathing, he was not alive, the baby was not alive, Ay! immediately his wife screamed, and then she realized there's no time to scream. After a run to the doctor, she ran out into the cold, cold night with all the ice and the puddles and the mud. She ran as fast as she could to the village doctor. She knocked on the door as loud as she could. The doctor came to the door. She sometimes had emergencies like this. He grabbed his bag quickly, his medicine bag, his medical equipment bag, and he ran after the poor mother back to the house, back to Shmuel's house. And they came in the door and the sight that met their eyes was unbelievable. There was, Shmuel, there was Shmuel with a baby on his lap, smiling and laughing and just like acting like another baby. The mother looked. She couldn't believe it. Am I crazy, she thought. What happened over here? No, it's okay, said Shmuel. A few minutes ago, uh, what ha what you think happened, happened? I thrown my coat on top of the baby. It was heavy with water and ice. And I didn't notice it was that I thrown the coat on top of the baby. The baby actually suffocated. Stopped breathing. But as soon as I saw that the baby was not alive, I remembered what I had learned in the VM. Of how Alicia the Navi brought a child back to life. That a child that had come into the world through his bracha, and then had had heat stroke, and had died in the field, he brought him back to life. How did he do it? He lay on top of him. They breathed into him. And so I thought, okay, I'll try the same thing. I did. Of course, I dubbed into Hashem at the same time. And lo and behold, the baby came back alive. A miracle, an ace. Now, whenever we hear a miracle story like this, we wonder, of course, first of all, is it true? Yes, it's a true story. And then we wonder, what is the lesson for us? Well, it seems that the lesson is that when the Rebbe gives instructions it's not just a nice thing that he's giving instructions, he's giving some idea, but rather a real Rebbe, just like Moshe Rabbeinu. He gives instructions which come from Hashem. And just like Moshe Rabbeinu, anything that he told the Yidin was really an instruction from Hashem. And we are very fortunate that we have a lot of instructions from Hashem. We have the entire Torah. We have the Shulchan Aruch. We have letters. And we have talks. And we have all kinds of instructions. Of course, how do we know which instructions are for us at this exact time that we read about them? And for that, we have another instruction of the Reb in particular which is to have a mishpia, a mentor, somebody who we can turn to for advice, somebody who is on a higher level of tight embitzvahs than us, and can look at our situation objectively. Often, we cannot look at our situation objectively. (laughs) It's hard for us to see what's the right thing for us to do, and therefore, it's important to have a mishpia to take advice from. We don't have to do what the Mishpia says, but often the mishpiyah is able to look at our situation and give us advice which is objective and not subjective. That means advice that you can see clearly because he's not as involved as we are, or she. How important is it to have a mishpiyah? Well, the Rebbe once said that it's so important to have a Mishpia, he wishes that every single Jewish boy and girl, and adult, male and female, have a mishpia. How important is it? So the Rebbe said, well, there's an expression, bakasha nafshis, a request from the soul. And I would say, the Rebbe said, I would say that having mishpia, having a mentor, an advisor, a counselor, is a bakasha nafshis, a requests from the soul, but actually those words are not strong enough. And really, as much as a bakasha nafshis means, this request from the soul, really this is even more important than that. And there are no words to say how important it is. There are no words to express how important it is that I want that every single Jewish person should have a mishpia, should have an advisor. And by the way, maybe it's a good idea for non-Jews as well. Most probably. But this is something which not so many people actually know about. And even the ones who know, sometimes it's hard to actually put into action, to have actually a Mespia. But it's actually a very, very ancient idea. The idea that every single Jewish person has somebody to turn to for advice when a problem comes up, or even before a problem comes up, it helps that there should be less problems. And so this is something which can certainly bring Mashiach quicker, just like everything in Torah mitzvahs. But this has a special place, obviously. And therefore, I would urge everybody to make sure that they have a mishpia, or if they don't, to try very hard to find one, to ask advice from somebody, how do I find the Mishpia? How do I find somebody who can advise me? And in this way, we have a much better chance of making proper decisions and good decisions. And this certainly will bring Mashiach quicker, especially as we increase and in tighten our mitzvahs and may the Geula come immediately. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining Jewish Stories and more.